Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. And tonight we talk to Stephen Williams and Kayla Bales. And they are two paranormal investigators from Tennessee. From the wet, uh, Memphis Ghost Investigations and Spirit Rescue. Yeah. And turns out Stephen was actually on the show back in... 300 years ago. 300 years ago. We mentioned it. I think we, I think, you know, I, I don't remember what we were, what we, what it was said, but I think yeah. it was like 2004. No, I think it was later than that. It was like six or seven. 2006. But, yeah. um, anyway, it's kind of cool having these people come back almost after a decade and go, oh, <clears throat> you guys are back. I want to be back on your show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of nice. You know, and it's really nice to talk to the, and, and, you know, it's catching up with people and stuff like that. Well, and, and it's cool to see these kind of people still out there doing their thing after a decade. Yeah. Which means that they're genuine and they're truly interested and they care about what they're doing and they want to keep learning more, which is well, even it's, more awesome. It's cool. Some of the people we've brought back, like we're talking about, it's cool to see what some of these people have grown into. Yeah. Well, know, and it's, it's not always it's, like... It's a, cool. It's not always about like the scientific side of things. A lot of things in ghost hunting deals with, you know, temperature drops and using gadgets and EMF detectors. And this group purely... Their, their focus is on spirit rescue, not collection of evidence. Yeah. And that's something we get we dive deep yeah. into and something that i'm i find myself becoming more and more interested in i mean i know 10 years ago myself i was very nuts and bolts it was all about zeros and ones to me evidence data collection stuff like that and i know just my i feel my interest being pulled the other direction now where it's like no i think there's more it's it's it isn't this that easy to classify it won't be that easy just to collect this is not something you can just collect and have evidence and i say the term evidence in quotes well, right and sometimes going into someone's home or business and saying uh we got a temperature drop at uh 2 p.m and a spike on the emf detector at three that don't mean shit. like they're like great <laughs> you know and well and that's just that that's really watering it down i mean there's, yeah i mean if you're able to if you're able to actually correlate things statistically wow sure that's that's information that's not data that's true information um, and that's cool stuff i like that yeah so this is what they do, and I think it's awesome. So we had a really great conversation with him. Stephen Williams is actually a clairsentient paranormal investigator. Um, and Kayla Bayless, oh my gosh, I said her name. I told her, I, we were talking about that on the show. I did it. I did it this time. I said a name wrong. Yeah. Kayla Bales. Yeah. She's clairvoyant and clairaudient, and she's the spiritual rescue medium um, on the team, and she's experienced this since childhood. So... Uh, enjoy our conversation with Stephen and Kayla. It's a good one. Coming out of a bunker in Michigan, ghostly talkies in your ears again. Buckle up, get your head up, spin again. Turn it on, then come right in. Tennessee is my favorite state. I've made no, I've said that many times. I know it's not yours, Amber. What is your favorite state? I don't have a favorite state. You don't have a favorite state? No. Tennessee is my favorite state. I have a lot of family from there. Um, and I'm really, really happy. We have some, we have an old friend and a new friend here. Uh, Stephen Williams and Kayla Bales. I got it right, didn't I? <laughs> yes. I, I got it right. <laughs> yes. Because really, you know what? I'm the one... That slaughters names. Ask Amber. Yeah, I he's destroy, bad. I am the killer of names. I just destroy them over <laughs> and over again. So I finally got one right. But welcome to the show, guys. Stephen Williams and Kayla Bales. Uh, Thank from you. From Memphis Ghost Thank Investigations you. and Spirit Rescue. Uh, yeah, it's really great. Stephen, we, we, we discussed this a couple times and it's bit you're you're another one of them wonderful people that has been nice enough to come back and visit us again. Because the last time you were here, we figured it out a few minutes ago, it was thirteen years ago. We, we That's talk. correct. Oh my! It's been a while. Where's the Where are the years going? I'm tired of this. I wanted to slow down a little bit. I'm happy oh, you're here. Speed up as you get older. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I. That's an interesting thing because we talked to someone about that idea, and I find this fascinating. That I said, like, well, you know, it seems like you know the older you get, the the faster time just seems to go by, and I forgot who said this to us, but. They said, well, yeah, the reason for that is, is the older you get, 
the more things you experience and the, you check that off your list. So the more things you know and experience, you don't think about them as much. So you're not really thinking about things. And that's why time seems to go faster, which it, it, that does make sense. It's, it, to me, it makes sense. It's weird, but it makes lots of sense. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So guys, um, I want to differentiate some stuff here first off. Cause, um, we have two of you here. Uh, and you guys actually work as a team. Who, I'm sorry, who is the other person uh, that's part of your, that's part of your group? There's you, obviously, Stephen and Kayla. And who else do we have there? We have Jennifer Brooks, and unfortunately, Jennifer is uh, she's taking a little sabbatical right now to kind of uh, rest and recharge. So she's not uh, doing interviews with us at the moment, mm-hmm. but she'll be back. We'll all be. Uh, we've got some investigations scheduled this month. Okay, and looks like the restrictions are being slowly but surely lifted here in Tennessee. So we hope to be out about the middle of the month and towards the end of the month doing some more investigations and rescues. Excellent. Um, so you guys work as a, as a, as a, as a trio, right? Mm-hmm. Right. One's a clairsentient, one's a clairvoyant, and one's a clairaudient. I got those names right first off, which I'm really proud of. <laughs> but I want to... <laughs> I diff- still can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to differentiate between the three because I know a lot of people who listen and, and whatnot, they'd probably want to know that. Uh, so, like, I mean, we don't need to spend three days trying to, you know, compare and contrast here. But simply, let's talk about what a clairsentient is first off. Okay, that's kind of my strong suit. So okay. I'm, I'm, in a sense, like a human K2 meter because I can sense the energy of spirits and I sense it uh, uh as a bodily sensation, as a tingling around my crown chakra. I also am clair, clairvoyant and clairaudient, which means clairvoyant means clear seeing, clairvo, uh, clairaudient means clear hearing. Mm-hmm. But I, that's, that's not my strong suit. Occasionally yeah. I'll see images or hear uh, voices and thoughts. Now, Kayla and Jennifer are both clairaudient and clairvoyant and claircognizant, which you didn't mention, which is clear knowing. Okay. So, and those are all, that's a, that's a focused thing for each one of those. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, how do you, well, I have to ask this, how do you guys all meet up? Like, I mean, as far as the, the team you work together as, I mean, I'm curious to know how you guys all, cause you're obviously, you know, a lot of different, well, just the two of you, you're, you know, Kayla, you're much younger. I know that for a fact. Um, yeah. <laughs> how'd you guys meet up? Kayla was the catalyst. So I wanted to talk about that, Kayla, how we, how we came together. Well, so it all started when I discovered this lady in the Memphis area who did card readings. And I went to her and she had recommended this other lady to me who lived down in Mississippi who did metaphysical classes and development like that. So I started going to those. Yeah. And then she has a convention where we get together. And I had gone and I did a platform reading. So it's when they got a few mediums up on stage and, you know, we would read the audience. Well, it was my turn. And I one of the people that I picked up was this little girl who was just sparkling in gold. I'd never seen an entity like this. And she was very persistent. She kept poking me. She kept trying to get my attention. So I'd vocalized that I was seeing this little girl and stuff. And after that, Stephen had approached me and told me it was this little girl named Alice that he had came across and he works with her. And he started telling me about the spirit rescue stuff. And that's how it all kind of got started from there. Excellent. Cool. Now, you guys focus on spirit rescue like we talked about. This has been mentioned a couple times now, right? And right. not collection of evidence. And I've, I'm very intrigued with this because I, I agree with it a lot now. I think, I think personally, uh, a lot of people who are involved, at least in, you know, when you say the paranormal, it can mean so many things these days. Um, but like ghost investigations, as far as, you know, spirit investigations and whatnot, it seems like people are focused on the idea of collecting evidence. Because I think most people's intention is to is to get some type of proof that this you know that mm-hmm. that, that spirits are real, right? So I think people are, and I'm no, I can't say I'm much different. I, not maybe these days, but when I was younger, uh, we were all chasing around for that holy grail, right? And yeah. you guys don't focus on that. You guys focus on spirit rescue. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Tell me, uh, I mean, what does this entail as far as spirit rescue is concerned? 
So we do provide evidence and proof to the client. We just do it in a different way. We do it through intuitive work. So uh, when we get contacted by a, a potential client, uh, I will either get an email or a phone call, and I'll call that person up, and I ask for generalities. I don't want to know any specifics. Yeah. For instance, uh, I want to know if they've seen apparitions, if they've heard audio phenomena, but I don't want, want to know uh, a specific uh, image that they've seen or sounds or where where these things occurred in the house. So I don't tell Jennifer or Kayla anything. They go in completely cold, completely blind as to what's transpired at a location. Mm-hmm. So we go in and they connect with the spirit energies who are there. Uh, I get some information too. And they take notebooks in and write down their impressions independently of each other. They're not, they're not consulting during the uh, time we're there. Okay. And then at the end of our visit, we will all get together and compare notes and va- uh, cross-validate each other uh, most of the time. And then we'll present those findings to the client. So, for instance, if the client has seen a little girl walk through the house and she's wearing a yellow dress, and we don't know anything about that prior to arriving at the location – and then we tell them, okay, we've connected with a little girl. Her name is Sarah. Uh, she she appeared to us in a yellow dress. Yeah. And uh, we talked to her and we counseled her and we helped her to release. And so that validates for them rather than going through this rigmarole of spending hours at a place with a spirit box and asking all these questions and hoping that someone will answer. So we can actually uh, communicate directly and quickly. We're usually in and out within an hour or two. Well, and I think... On the other side of that, too, I mean, I always make the joke that I'm as, you know, I'm as psychic as the bottle of water I'm drinking right now, right? I, I don't have any, I, I, and I know, and I hear it over and over, and I really should spend more time with it because I, from what I understand, I mean, most people do have these abilities. You just have to train yourself and exercise and, and build that muscle up like you'd build any muscle up, right? That point, That's aside, that point aside, though, um, I think a lot of people are like me. They just, you know, that's not where my strong point whatsoever so it is this idea like going back to that where you know the only thing you have after that if you're not if you don't have if you're not a sensitive like that is trying to discover or capture some type of evidence because that's the only that's i think it's the only other thing you can really do right uh and it does and you're right it's way more time consuming but it seems like you guys are much more efficient Having the well, having these you know, having these talents and these abilities to be able to go in there and do a rescue, like you say, and and literally you 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 said the term release. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and I don't. I know this is probably going to be very difficult to dig into, but I mean, when you say release, obviously, you, I, I'm, I'm going to try to formulate this. And Amber, you may have to help me with this one because I'm, I'm, I want to understand the mechanics of this to a little to a certain degree, and I know it may not be that mechanical. But I mean, as far as like you have a spirit that's in an environment and you want to release that spirit, right? Is there something you guys have to the same? Is it the same thing every time you do or is it something different for every spirit you come across as far as the process you have to go through to release the spirit? Does that make sense? I'm sorry if I kind of went off all over the place. Yeah, Kayla, Kayla, why don't you address that? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So. Basically, the way we help them, it is different for each one depending on what they need. It's all basically the same thing because what we're doing is helping them raise their vibration, helping them become a little more lucid in a sense. Okay. Because the more we let go of negativity and fear and all that other stuff, the more lucid we are. So when they're able to shed that and get rid of that, they're able to ascend or, you know, go back to the universe, heaven, however you perceive that. Yeah. So we coach them all differently, but ultimately it all leads them to the light or whatever you want to refer to yeah. it as. Yeah. So I, we're like bridges. And so what mm-hmm. we do is we will, uh, we actually have allies on the other side that will bring uh, the, what we call the perfect loved ones or a uh, family member to the spirit that we're working with. We used to have to call for that. Now it just kind of happens automatically as we do the work more and more, but yeah. they will bring someone that that spirit recognizes. It could be uh, a parent or a child. It might be a dog or mm-hmm. know, a pet or a horse. Yeah. <laughs> We've had mm-hmm. that happen before, but what our goal is and what our uh, purpose is to, is to help that spirit's energy and like uh, Kayla explained, the lucidity to occur to where they are uh, become aware of that person. 
a lot of times those loved ones from the other side are around the spirits already, but they, they're at such a higher vibration, they, they can't perceive them. So we kind of become a bridge between the lower vibrational frequency of the spirit we're working with and the higher vibrational frequency of the loved one, mm. and we kind of connect them so they're, they, they're able to kind of like turn around and look and see them and hear them, in a sense. This vibrational element you're talking about, one thing I heard that Kayla said was these people may be stuck because, you know, prior to the release we're talking about. And one of the things you said was uh, these emotions of fear and things like that. Is that what kind of would keep, is that one of the elements I imagine? I imagine there's, other, you know, fear, maybe anger, maybe, maybe uh, not believing they're in the situation that they're in. Stuff like that. Yeah, are, absolutely. These are it's, things that keep them know, stuck, right? They keep them stuck in wherever they're at, correct? Yeah, it definitely can. Just like how in our physical life, those emotions can hinder us. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's no different, really. Um, how do you guys know when you go in, you kind of rein in this energy, you try to release it. How do you, what kind of confirmation do you get? when you know it's been released, that it's gone from a house or a location? Well, they're clairvoyant, so they can see. Okay. They can see a transition. I'm clairsentient, so uh, when I feel earthbound spirits, uh, I feel that sensation lower on my crown chakra. That's more like down towards uh, below my ear. Um, and as they transition, for me, that energy, that sensation just travels all the way up to the top. Uh, you know, where the top of your crown chakra is actually your connection to God, to the universe. So I actually kind of feel it as a sensation mm -hmm. as, as they elevate or as their vibration increases. So I know when I feel that they've, they've released and then I'll, I'll ask Jennifer and Kayla, you know, uh, did you, did you see the crossing? And they, you know, they always say, yeah. So that's kind of the way we perceive it. You know, it might be different for other people. Does stuff ever come back? Like, have you ever had a client that's like, oh, guys, guys, it's back? <laughs> I mean, it, like, you get it like a stubborn spirit that's like, nah, I want to come back there. Have you ever had that happen? <laughs> yeah, the crossed over spirits uh, have the ability to return and become like guardians or even like guardian angels or guides if they choose to do so. So we all we often uh, advise our clients to look for signs from that um, experience, such as, a lot of times they'll leave coins, they'll leave pennies, uh, they will leave feathers. Uh, you might, they, they can manipulate um, our world in a sense because you might start seeing a cardinal. If, if you and your mother, who's on the other side, had a strong affinity towards a cardinal, you know, the, the bird, uh, or you might see a certain butterfly. I have a friend, when her mother comes around, she always sees a yellow butterfly. And sometimes swarms of them. So you know they'll they'll use signs that can manipulate animals in this in our environment to give you a sign like that. So they do come back. Now the ones that uh, we just don't leave anybody. We don't leave any stragglers. You know we work with everybody. So we don't mm -hmm. want to leave any earthbounds there. The only time we've ever had had to go had to go back since the three of us been working together is when we had a client whose gifts were opening up. And she kept mm -hmm. attracting spirits to her. So we had to go back and cross over a couple more spirits who were two little kids. And then we worked with her and explained to her how she could, um, you know, shut her abilities down and not attract all these spirits to her. Shut it down voluntarily when she wanted to. And so I, I thought about this, but I've had weird experiences with people being judgmental of what you do on the side you know like oh what do you do as a hobby oh i like i like to investigate the paranormal um and <laughs> i know that down south it's a more religious conservative area mm -hmm. Bible Belt. do you encounter <laughs> some struggles living where you live uh trying to do this do people kind of come to you more discreetly and don't want you obviously there's like the client confidentiality you're not going to go around telling anybody like hey we went down to mrs williams house you know uh but <laughs> it's just i wonder if you kind of I don't know what the vibe is there when it comes to the paranormal, if, if people are becoming more open or if it's still sort of a, a taboo subject with a lot of people. Kayla, yeah, so I think your, your generation we, is more open to it, so why don't you speak about that? Uh, I've had a mixture of things. So originally my family is from Louisiana, and it's always been like this for me, so it's kind of more normalized in mm -hmm. my life. 
verses for everyone, most of the people here, because like you said, we are in the Bible Belt. Yeah. I've personally always been fairly open and pretty adamant about who I am and what I believe in, like strong convictions and what I feel with my intuition. So even when I, I'm a hairdresser and when I was in cosmetology school, I would openly read people's cards and stuff. And I would get some people who were like, you know, I don't believe in that. And then they had asked me to read their cards. And I was <laughs> like, course. wow, that was crazy, but I don't believe it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, and then I would have some people say, they, they wouldn't necessarily approach me, but I know that some people didn't like it or thought it was evil. I've had several people think it's just evil or they don't like it, but I haven't had anyone necessarily approach me or get upset with me. I just know that there are some people around here that just aren't into it, but you know, there seems to be a sense of respect there that we just kind of leave it alone. How do you think, why do you think people, and it's something that I've always I have an idea about this, but why do you think people that, that they would perceive the abilities you have and the things that you guys do as evil? I know it's kind of a broad question, but I'm, I'm a curious lot to know what your it, viewpoint is. A lot of it truly is ignorance. A lot of it, too, is Hollywood and the media has demonized people with gifts. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, used it to sell things out, you know. Most of the time when you see something that has to do with the paranormal, unfortunately, it's a horror movie or something. It's not typically displayed in a positive light, unfortunately. So a lot of people have this negative idea about it, especially yeah. in history, too, with all the witch stuff and this and that and being told for centuries that it's evil or that it's wrong. You know, and the, you're right, because, the, I mean, I people really obviously start focusing on the paranormal right around Halloween. <laughs> you have, uh-huh. Obviously. That's right. it's, 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 um, yes. And you're September right. September build up. September build up and then an October push. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. Like I, I was thinking when you said that, like how it's, I can name off like 10 movies right now that are paranormal related and then they're horror films, right? Exactly. Uh, what do we got? Well, we had Ghost with Patrick Swayze. That what? was more of a love story. That's I'm saying positive. I'm, I'm saying it's yeah. a positive one. I'm trying to think of some stuff that There's isn't horror related. Casper, he's a friendly ghost. Casper was awesome. About him. Yeah, Casper was awesome. But yeah, we he had even Patrick went Swayze. to school. I think. <laughs> yeah, that was a trip. Oh my god, I have to go back and watch that stuff now. But yeah, there there's not a lot of like positive like type influence stuff when it comes to ghosts and whatnot. Usually it is, you know, it's. Every well, James Wan just keeps cranking out one bad film after another. It seems like whether right. Annabelle, The Nun, all that—it's all the same formula, and they're horrendous. But yeah. I mean, and they're all horror films. They all have to be disturbing. Yeah. So yeah, it, it makes that after that when you think about that, it's pretty clear why people have this perception. Uh, when you say, especially when you say that you know you're involved with this type of stuff, or you you know you you, know, you have abilities like you guys have. Um, I know myself. I've gotten myself to a point, and Amber knows this, and I've said this before on the show. There was a point uh, where I, if people, if that came up like in a random conversation with people I didn't know, I found myself not saying anything. Like, no, I don't. Oh, yeah, great. That's wonderful, guys. Because I, I guess my thing would be it would turn, if I said that what I explained to them what I did, then I'd have to spend three hours explaining why. TV shows like Paranormal State or whatever aren't real. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it, it just gets a little yeah. tiring after a while. So I found myself just not acknowledging it in, in company that I didn't know, if you yeah. know what I'm saying. Um, but you're right. I think there is that negative stigma. And it's still, I think that negative stigma we're talking about does come from Hollywood a lot. I mean, and. Yeah. And unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, there are some exceptions. Unfortunately, though, even with these ghost shows, like with the investigations and ghost hunting, they even teach their audience to kind of view, like, they dehumanize the spirits in a sense. You know, typically they're going in and provoking them and trying to get a reaction. They're not seeing them as people that are there and were somebody's mom or brother or sister, you know, things like that. Yeah. The provoking thing I. And mind you, I have about maybe 15 minutes of experience with these shows, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but I've seen, I, I, I visit YouTube. I've seen the clips and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that thing disturbs me, that element. It truly disturbs me because mm-hmm. you just hit the nail on the head. 
and I know it makes good TV. I, I understand it right. has to be exciting. And so you have to have some guy with a, sh- with a T-shirt on. That's, Toit shirt. Right, Tight. It's like four sizes too small, right? Uh, and boy, who am I talking about? Anyways, um, you know, and going, you know, like literally provoking. Like he could be in a bar with a Bud Light in his hand, you know, provoking somebody like that. I mean, it's, it's no different in my opinion. Um, and it is that dehumanizing element. Pe- mm-hmm. I think some people... If, it, if it's not a human, flesh and bone like we are, then yeah. it doesn't deserve any respect, right? And that goes for animals, and that goes for people who aren't fleshy anymore. They're not in their body anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I personally, I mean, I always say, like, look, ghosts can't hurt you. <laughs> people can. Ghosts can't hurt you, Right. Right. But I'm not going to I'm not going to sit there and poke the tiger, though, so to say. I'm not going to I wouldn't personally I never wanted to do that again. I don't have a TV show, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I guess that's what makes people excited is to watch somebody go show yourself now because <laughs> we've seen that a million times with TV with, on movies. Also, it's just it's a it seems like you're just they're just lifting those elements from from bad movies and putting them in. Yeah. I think there are some shows. It's really though. funny. Yeah. I think there are some shows. Um, oh, sorry, Kayla. I was just going to say I think there are some shows that are um, kind of going in a little different direction, like bringing the the human back into the. I was going to say humanizing after we said dehumanizing. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um, I think Kindred Spirits, although I've never watched it, I think that one actually has a little more uh, good feeling and heart in it. <laughs> but I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to it. But anyone out there that's probably any listener, um, well, I think that it's, it's a little what, kinder. But I think a lot of people, we're all in the same boat with this. Uh, and I hate to be so latched onto this idea, but I think the, the good people in this community – of people that have this interest are the ones that do want to promote it in a positive light like that and Mm -hmm. say, say, Hey, look, you know, this is, uh, this is something we're curious about and we may not ever come up with anything. And the entire time we do this, but we're still curious about it and let's explore this thing and not exploit it. And that's, that's unfortunately what I see with, with these things. I I don't want to sit on the TV show thing much longer, but, but it's a bummer. Yeah, there are some exceptions on television. You know, you've got Ghost Whisper, and you've got some mm-hmm. of the uh, medium shows now, like Hollywood Medium. So I think the public is being exposed to the idea of mediumship, that it's not a bad thing, that, you know, you can connect with your loved ones on the other side and get, you know, really beautiful messages. So it's that's helping out a whole lot. And the more that uh, the information gets out about the benefits of mediumship, you know, it, it'll be a great thing for everyone and help our work, too. So. Let's talk about but down here in the Bible Belt. We have to be careful about <laughs> who we talk to. Yeah, let's talk about some of these. Uh, you said benefits of med- mediumship and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we already talked about one obvious, but what are some other benefits to this as far as the, the work that you guys do? Uh, as far as value adding, I mean, I, again, I'm sorry if that's kind of a crazy question, but I'm just curious. No, about it's a great though. question. Uh, you know, here's here's the thing. You know, most groups in our area they're equipment uh, oriented, so they might go in and spend four or five, six hours. You know, they'll come in, they'll blanket the whole place with cameras and laser grids and this and that in yeah. the hopes of catching some phenomena, so that they can tell their client. Yeah, you've got something going on here when the client already knows they've got something going on. They want a remedy. Mm-hmm. They don't want anybody uh, – they don't want. They don't need the evidence. They've already had these things happen, the ca- uh, cabinet doors open and slam and, and this and that. So yeah. the benefit of having someone who is a medium working uh, in this field for any team out there – I mean, if there's teams out there that are all equipment-based – my advice to them is find a medium somewhere and bring that person in and at least have that aspect of uh, more information coming through because um, and what's great about us is we're, there's three of us so I used to when I was doing this work as I was developing and my abilities were growing and, and becoming clearer I would always be guided to find a, a, someone who was a medium to work with so the last time I talked to you, Scott, was in February 2007, and that was that was about that was about ten months before I met a medium in St. Augustine, Florida, named Linda, 
who introduced me to spirit rescue. So that was right before I got into spirit rescue. Okay. And after that, it was all about working with mediums for me and rescue work. Yeah. I mean, and we've, te- we have this conversation a lot and it seems like it's, it's a hotter and hotter topic because it, 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 there's the two sides. I mean, literally mm-hmm. there is the mediumship, the people that, they just go somewhere. I mean, well, I'll say there's the mediumship and there's also people that just, let's call them experiencers. The people that just want to go somewhere. And that's, I, I'm kind of putting myself in that, in that, in that silo now, because I might just bring a camera or a, a, a digital recorder, but I don't bring like a truck full of equipment with me. I just, I just kind of, and I, and my philosophy is, is simple. If something, if, if something, if I, something happens and I experience it, and I don't have a picture of it, or I don't have audio of it, or I don't have someone to corroborate my story. Well, that's just the way it's going to be. I'm not too worried about it, right? That's just mm-hmm. how I feel about it because I'm not really trying. To, I'm not really worried about the evidence part. And then, but then there is the other element, and I'm not saying this in any negative light whatsoever. Where it is the hard, hardcore, equipment-based, scientific, techie type people. And again, I'm not saying anything negative about that. Right. Right. <laughs> um, it's it. And there is that side, and I think a lot of I, I'm happy to see a lot of groups that I we meet at conferences and stuff like that. Um, they usually you, you get the techie people. A lot of them, I think more more people are leaning on the techie type stuff these days. But they also do have someone that's a part of the group that is a medium or a sensitive of some sort too. So mm-hmm. I think that's I've seen that a lot where people they try to bring in they they have someone with them uh, that can assist them in that way so you do have that i think that nice mix between you know between both those camps so to say right uh i think that's great uh but there is that i have seen the pushing and pulling too where you got the techie people going oh great the drooling hippies are here great what what are they gonna (laughs) yeah the woo (laughs) yeah you know it's and it's like well that's if you're trying to get anything done, that's the worst thing you can do is sit there and well, in a, in a field that is as subjective as this is, you can't look at the other group and go, "You guys are wrong, you hippies." Well, that's what cracks me and up. Then they can't, yeah. you know, and then even the hippies right. can't look at the tech guys yeah, but- and go, "Your crap's wrong." Our brain, you know, because I mean, hey, maybe uh, you know, I do feel that a good old fashioned temperature gauge is a useful thing to have sometimes because temperature drops happen. I've I've been in places where all of a sudden it goes down 40 degrees outside and it's like whoa whoa that's trippy you know that's cool so it's nice to have that validation it's kind of that digital Mm -hmm. extension for people that don't seem to think they think that like they have no psychic latent abilities um so they they feel they need that to just kind of help them but it's yeah no one's right or wrong and you can't point fingers and you got to work together i think it's a nice mixture when people can work together on that stuff but yeah absolutely i mean there's a place for that i mean yeah we all want proof of an afterlife right Mm -hmm. so the people that, that use the equipment and get the recordings and get the interesting photos, uh, you know, there's, that's important, I think. Uh, but, and the client provides an avenue for that to occur, you know, for, yeah. to, to invite someone to their home and, and they can collect that evidence. But uh, looking at it from the client's perspective, that's really not the thing that they need right. to remedy the situation that they're facing that's turned their lives upside down. What they want is some kind of solution to to the activity to where uh, whoever's there is helped, assisted, or you know escorted out of the house so that their life can get back to normal. So there's a place for for both, you know. And you know we respect the work of every group out there. I'm just advising uh, some of the groups if they are open to it to maybe adding you know mediumship or sensitive to their to their work. They might see some really interesting results from that. I think the idea. I think that would be a very niche thing because uh, we you've, you've talked about this scenario where a person thinks, or maybe they even know that they have they have a spirit in their house, right? They have a ghost in their house. They have haunted, they live in a haunted house, and so you bring in people that take pictures, uh, take audio, take readings, whatever they may be, and they say, "Yep, yeah, sure." You got a ghost. Yep, we got this. We wrote down a temperature drop at this time. Well, you, you got a, and, I'm not, and I'm not making yeah. fun of it. But, I'm you're, not, but no, I agree. I'm not making fun of no, it. No, but I agree with what they said. Like that's not going to benefit them. Yeah, like we we we've lived with this for like six months. We got this. Now let's. It's sort of disturbing to us. Let's. It's like. Mm-hmm. It's uh. 
I hate yeah, it. we're like spirit social services. So yeah. uh, there's someone there's someone there that's yeah. disturbed. They're in spirit form, and they need you know they need some counseling. And yeah. we have the abilities to connect, hear what they're saying, and give them some advice. You know, it's free will. <laughs> they can choose to stay there. Wait, and wait. I've had families that have moved out because, you know, the spirit. I mean, we don't force anybody out, but we, you know, we try to help them unless they're really doing something really malicious, and then we can ask for some special assistance to have, yeah. to work with yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, it's all about helping the client for us I and think, the spirit too. I think there's know, a very small. I think there's a very small part of it though too, because I've met people like this. We've, you know, in the in the early days, we we go out and do these investigations and go to people's houses and. Um, you know, we come in there, we would come in there with our equipment right? and we'd say, and the person like the subject, the client uh, would be, they would get, they would be very interested in the sci, you know, in the scientific aspect of it. Right there. I think that's why I'm saying. I think there's a very small population that they may, they know that they may have something, but they want to kind of maybe see a picture. They're, they're curious about it. Like they want to see something that would be construed as evidence, I guess. Right. If you follow mm -hmm. what I'm saying, I think there's right. a very small population there that they, they would welcome uh, people to come in there and kind of verify what they're thinking. Cause I think that's one of the things too, with the, uh, one of the positive sides with the evidence thing is just that, is it, I mean, let's face it. I'm sure you've met people that are like, I feel like I'm crazy. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I'm going yeah. crazy here. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, let's. I mean, with in respect, with full respect to what you guys do, some people I don't think they're is open to that. They want to see a picture. They want to hear some audio, right? They want to feel something. Maybe feel a temperature drop, like we were talking about, right? So that's what I think people will lean on the the and I and I say the term evidence in quotes, right? The evidence based stuff because they're seeing it with their own eyes. Right. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's not any I'm not knocking on you guys in any way whatsoever, but I'm just kind of looking at both sides of this thing, trying to understand both sides completely. But it seems like your guys way is way more efficient. If someone has a suspicion that there is a ghost in their house, well, why go through all this extra stuff? And that doesn't I'm not saying that we should stop ghost hunting <laughs> or ghost, you know, ghost doing investigations at all. But it seems like this would be a more efficient way to do that. To, okay, well, we think we have something. Well, let's have Steve and Kayla come down there and, and take a look and see what, what, they can, what they can come up with. Because, I mean, have you guys ever been to a place that, that raises an interesting idea? Have you guys ever went to a location and not really seen or felt anything at all? Was it just like, okay, we don't know what you're, what you're thinking, but have you guys ever had that experience where you didn't sense anything at all? Kayla, I don't think so. No, not in my experience since I've been doing investigations with Steve, and there's always been something there. You know, uh, er, I've been in places early on. I had a, we, uh, when I was with the first group I've worked with, there were eight of us, believe it or not, going into a small house. That's way too many people, of course. Yeah. We had a lady, uh, bizarre, it was a bizarre experience. She, mm -hmm. uh, said she was having paranormal activity in her house so we went into her house she started talking about a little spaceship that came out from uh, a lamp at a certain time at night and everything happened at a certain time of night so we all went into a different room our, our team did and started you know getting ready to do the investigation and she walks out in a negligee whoa oh yes and she said uh i'm going to bed because uh, this is, you know, if I go to bed, if I get dressed for bed and go to bed, things will start to happen. And, you know, we just looked at each other like, uh, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, we uh, talked to her and said, uh, we're going to, we're going to need to leave. Uh, this is not going to work out. So, you know, there are people that have, you know, psychological things going on. So I've had a couple of situations like that, but yeah. More often than not, when we go somewhere, there is some activity because people are not going to waste their time and our time by calling us in unless they're experiencing something. Well, it seems also, if you believe it, and I guess there's a gazillion different ways to look at this, but if you believe that these spirits, and I hear this a lot, like spirits are all around us all, all the time, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So going on that idea, it seems like, well, 
you, I mean, you, you guys must be ripping your hair out over there because if you, I mean, are you guys, cause I've, I've talked to other people that are sensitive and they're like, yeah, I have to learn how to shut this thing off. Oh yeah. I have yeah. to shut this thing off because if I don't, I'm going to lose them. I'm going to go, I'm going to go nuts. Do you guys, do you guys feel those, those pains also with this type of stuff? Do you guys, as far as the sensory thing where this is always happening, unless you should like turn it off. Kayla, you talk about that because uh, you figured out how to work with that. Yeah. So personally, I've never really had a bad problem with anyone following me or a bunch of spirits speaking to me at once. I learned early on, thanks to my mother and raising me, just that you can vocalize your boundaries. You know, you can tell them, hey, leave me alone or be quiet or I can't do this right now. Jennifer, the other medium that I work with, she has basically what we call like store hours. We <laughs> visualize a sign above our head, you know, if we're yeah. not open, we're not open. They understand that at this point now. A lot of it's just communication. Okay. Because uh, I know, like I said, I know people that uh, I, I met a girl years ago um, who was telling me about her experience. And I've always found this really interesting was she's like, it kind of just. She always knew through her younger years that she had some type of set. She could, she was some type of a sensitive, and then she said, over the period of like one or two days, like some something happened. She's like, I have no idea, but the the floodgate <laughs> just opened up, and she's like, mm-hmm. I was just being inundated with all of these these messages and all this communication, and she's like, it. I mean, I hate to say this, but she's like, it got so intense when I was laying in my apartment one, a couple nights later that I was ready just to commit suicide. She's like, she was almost suicidal over it because mm-hmm. she, she didn't know how to deal with it. Cause this was all new to her. Right. Right. And she's like, it nearly killed me. And she's like, I had to learn how to uh, like, you know, we're closed. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. She had to learn that over and it was not, you know, overnight she had to learn that she's like, I, it was Correct. very painful for her having, Going from, I would, I would equate it to like someone, if you were to take a person who was blind their entire life, and I, we've, I've, I've laid this idea out a, a handful of times. Let's assume you have a person that's blind their entire life. They have never seen a thing with their, with their two eyes. And right. then we have some super cure that comes out that literally can turn the lights back on for you instantaneously. And you do that for a person, I'm willing to bet that person would have a heart attack on the spot. Yes. Because <laughs> their, their, their body is not, and it, and it does equate to, I think, the same thing with sensory things where, you, yeah, like you go from not hearing anything to all of a sudden just being hammered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard on you physically and mentally, I think. So absolutely. That's why I think talking about these things is really important. There's a lot of people who need psychic development or need help. There's a lot of people that are definitely psychic empathic and get really overwhelmed with other people's feelings all the time. And it's so important for them to learn how to shield themselves. Yeah. A lot of times people overthink these things. I had a younger girl I was mentoring and she was saying how, you know, there's a bunch of spirits and they're all talking at once. So she couldn't make out what they're saying. I said, well, tell them to speak one at a time and you don't understand what they're saying. And she was like, oh, okay. And she said it worked perfectly. I was like, it's really that simple. We just think about things way too much. Well, I think we also, well, we, we talked about this, this dehumanizing element uh, a few minutes ago. Yes. Right. And I think we, and I mean, I hear this more and more these days too. I learned some, I've learned this over from people that, and this is assuming that consciousness, you know, you you keep your 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 consciousness, your personality when you cross over, and mm-hmm. any sensible person's gonna know, like in your situation, in that which you just explained, any sensible person's gonna know. Like I can't talk over four other people to try to get my point across. Uh, right. So if again, assuming that you carry your personality with you and your traits and whatnot, and most adults know how not to talk over people, right? So. Um, it seems like just dead. I hate that dead people. <laughs> That's a terrible one. Uh, out of body people. Out of body people. Um, they're going to behave the same way. So hey, dudes, like you said, can we got? Can we like just one at a time here? 
and it seems what like, happens though is they get so excited when they yeah. see someone or or in the energy of someone that can perceive them. I, I don't know how they know that or understand that, but yeah, we will sometimes be on the way to an investigation. We had this happen recently. We were on the interstate, <laughs> and we had a guy get in the car with us, uh, you know, driving down the road at seventy miles an hour. So, whoa, it's almost like you have a light around you, and they're attracted to you. So, I think when when you go anywhere, or someone who's very sensitive is in Walmart or wherever, you know, there's going to be if their spirits here, they're going to see them, perceive them, and be attracted to them and want to talk. Ah. That's freaky. I, I could never imagine living my life like that. I mean, and I don't mean that in a negative way either, but it's like, I could never. I, don't I think know. you'd get used to it. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Hey, Scott, yeah. at one point I was as psychic as a fence post. <laughs> That's like what Scott always says. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm and for me, that book. opened up in about 2005 when I was sitting in a, a haunted location. That's when that. Uh, clear sentience opened up for me. So there's hope for you. I mean, you know, <laughs> so you, can, you, you are, everyone is innately psychic and you have those abilities. It's just a matter of learning how to use them. I yeah. would highly recommend you pick up some books by Sonia Choquette and Kyle Gray. Okay. And there's uh, a new book that Kyle Gray's written called Raise Your Vibration, which is great. And some practices you can put into uh, daily practice. Kyle and it'll Gray. help you help you open up those abilities because you have them. You really do. Go ahead, Amber. Go ahead. Um, Steven, you've been doing this since 2002. And mm-hmm. so you just said, like, your abilities didn't open up until 2005. So what got you interested to start with and what's kept you going this whole time? Because we, we, we see so many people come and go. They get interested in this hobby. You know, they, they take on some cases and then they kind of just go, eh. And they get out of it because they're like, this is boring. It's not like on TV. And so I'm always amazed and impressed and, and, and love the people that stick around because I feel like it means they have a genuine love for it. But what, what, what got you started and what keeps you going? It was something very innocent. I was on a vacation down in St. Augustine, Florida with my family, and we decided to go on a ghost tour. Ah. And I took, <laughs> took some pictures, yeah. which were debunked by the, the ladies that I found here in the Memphis area that had a little group that I eventually joined. But intrigued me, and so I've always been interested in the idea of ghosts and spirits ever since I was a child. When I saw the movie The Haunting, the original Haunting, mm-hmm. uh, which was made in 1963, the movie still scares the crap out of me. But <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it's, it just has always been with me. I've always been intrigued. I've had I had an out-of-body experience when I was about 11 years old that really freaked me out. And so I, and I had another experience where I felt like I was saved by a guardian angel type energy. So I've always known there's a spirit realm around us. Uh, so I was eager to explore that and then found people that allowed me to uh, tag along with them and, and develop. And it's just it's like my guides have brought the right people at the right time for me and people will show up at the right time. So it's really cool. What was the experience you had when you were 11? The out of body? Yeah. I was uh, studying at the kitchen table late one night. My parents and brother were asleep, and I, I don't know, I got in some kind of a alpha state or zeta yeah. state or beta or whatever. I don't know what it was. And all of a sudden, I was floating up to the ceiling, and I could look down and see myself. And then I, it scared the, you know, it really scared me. And so I snapped back into my body. And that was, uh, I think I blocked it for a long, long time after that because. I was afraid that it would happen, like maybe when I was sitting in class or something like that. It was something I felt like I couldn't control. So I think it kind of blocked me for a long time. Yeah, really, if you do something like you're sitting in class and then suddenly make like some commotion and the teacher looks at you like, what just happened, Stephen? Like, I don't know. I was out of my body. Like, yeah, they're <laughs> right. going to buy that. <laughs> I'm sure you were. back, it probably would have been handy if I could learn to work with it and control it, you know? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was scary at the time. It really was. Now, you guys, I, and I read this and it kind of took me aback. All these services we're talking about here, all this work you guys do, it's all free. Am I correct? Yes, on sir. That? Absolutely. Which is wonderful. Never have taken a penny in 18 years. And I love the fact that you say if you want to give money, donate to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So that's awesome. A lot of people are so grateful, you know, when we um, kind of sweep the house out for them in a sense and uh, all the activity stops. And it's kind of multi-level because a lot of times when we get called into a house, the client 
uh, might be opening up to, to their um, psychic gifts. And so we're able to help them, you know, recommend books to them or, or explain to them about classes in our area and that kind of thing. So we get to, in a sense, we get to rescue the spirits and rescue the clients at the same time. So it's really, it's really great. It's multi-level. Uh, but we don't charge anything ever. I know back in the old days when we started doing this show, uh, Doug, who's still who's still here in spirit? No, no pun intended. He's still he's still coming. He's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah, no, he's not dead. Oh, good. Yeah, he's, still, <laughs> no, he's still here. Uh, but um, I know when we first started doing the show, uh, Doug. That was one of his visions he had. Was he's like. Um, you know, we were doing this little internet radio show in a basement, literally with a couple of Radio Shack mics and all this stuff. And um, his vision, he's like, well, I envision a bunch of shows like what we're doing, just just basement type things, very, you know, DIY type things being done and just being put out for free. I just um, I envision that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it happened. I'm really happy about that. And, and I'm happy that. I think there's still a lot of groups like you guys and and people like us too that still do this show for absolutely free, right? Uh, yeah. Out in the community, just doing this because you know they have a they have a passion for it, they have a love for it, they have an interest for it, right? Um, yeah. It, it's it, and I think, but unfortunately, eh, ah, we're gonna. Well, I don't want to go into fear too. No, far that's a soapbox. If we start I talking, I want to get out of the soapbox. No, no, no. But I mean, there is <laughs> there is the element though we know of that you know there are people that there's hucksters. I, you know, and I've one of the ones. Okay, we'll just we'll just tell one story because it's oh, hysterical. Okay, okay. It's hysterical. No, it's funny. <laughs> one of the, uh, a very, 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 I would say in the in the community, a very famous psychic. Um, we saw him speak, and somebody flat out said said to him said, so because he was talking about the idea. Well, I'm here to help people. I'm here to help people, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And okay, great. And somebody stood up who was very skeptical and said, so if you're here to help people, why are you charge $75 for a half an hour to talk to you? <laughs> and I, <laughs> and the whole, you hear, you, you heard the car, the crowd just kind of groan a little bit. And I'm like, Ooh boy. And obviously this, this person who has, has not the first time that person had heard that question responded simply with, you're not paying for my abilities. You're paying for my time. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not bashing the person at all, but there is that element, and I'm like, "Man, that's a lot of money to spend." Um, but people will spend it. People will spend it. Um, people will spend money to have groups. I mean, uh, clairvoyance uh, mediums like yourself, they'll they'll give people money. But you guys don't take that. I think that's really cool. I just think that's really cool. That's all I'm saying here. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, we've actually been approached by uh, producers of uh, some of the TV shows. Uh, Ghost Nation contacted us, and there was another one. And, you know, their premise was, okay, we would like uh, like to have our team combine with yours and go back into a location and, you know, do some work and show show things on, on our program. <laughs> I just told her, I said, well, you know, we go in and do our work. There's no one there left, so we we could never go back to a location and, and, you know, yeah. we certainly wouldn't recreate anything. So that's, um, and I, that's just not on our radar. My thing with the, you know, I don't know anybody who's really taken part in stuff like that, that hasn't come off the other end going, Oh my God, that that's was not what I thought. That's it was not what be. I thought it was going to be. And now right. they're going to misrepresent us and we're going to look like idiots. Yeah. And that's, that stuff just scares me when I, I see people get involved. Like when that. you guys, cause mm-hmm. it's so intriguing, like back in the day, like in the early two thousands, like when we had a little ghost group started in West Michigan, um, yeah, there were like some people that contacted us and you get all excited like, oh my God, the sci-fi channel, they want stories from us, holy shit. And we get all freaked out <laughs> and we're so excited. And so there is that like just, I don't know. That, well, it's a that, charge. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's a yeah. charge. And so I know when, when those people yeah. come knocking on your email, there's some people that it's so tempting for them to just go, oh my God, we got to do this. We got to do this. And they go in with good intentions, but then... Yeah, it's like, no, you just gave some fuel to that fire, and they're going to do whatever they want with it. Yeah, they and, have control, and, yep. and you don't know you know, what they're going to do with the material. Nope. My friend Linda that I met down in St. Augustine that introduced me to Spirit Rescue, she was actually on one show, one episode of one show, and I won't name what it is, but uh, her integrity 
did not allow her to recreate a scene that they wanted her to recreate. You know, she was willing to go in and use her abilities to help whoever was there and help them cross over. But then they started asking her to go back and recreate it. And she said, no, I'm not going to do that. And yeah. so that was a one and done for her. She never, she never has been involved in any program like that again. So yeah. maybe that was just that one program and the others are different, but you know, it's just not something we're interested in. I know what, we were we were in Canada at a conference. That was years and years ago. Two thousand nine. Was it two thousand nine? Yeah, yeah you know what you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's it same type of scenario, which I thought hysterical. Uh, we were approached by a gentleman there and said, "Well, hey, I'm I'm piloting this this show, and I want you guys to be part of it." And Doug and I both kind of rolled our eyes and said, "Oh, really?" <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, well, tell me all about the show. It's curiosity, nothing wrong with that. And he's like, well, this is this is I got I envision you and Doug are gonna be running through the woods. That's how we're gonna <laughs> open this thing up. And I'm like, at the time, Doug and I, and I, that was at the time, Doug and I were both. We're, we've never been skinny guys. Well, we were pretty portly at that time. I'm like, and I looked at, I interrupted him. I'm like, Doug and Scott I, breathing heavily through the woods. I go, you're gonna, how are you, you going to make us run? Where, where in your little mind you thought that was a good idea to make these two fat kids run through the woods? Um, I want to see this show now. You know, oh my gosh. And I ended it right there. I'm like, dude, this is go no. away. I go, no, go I, I just go away. Just leave me alone. I mean, and I and I hate I hate the soapbox stuff like that. We we end up doing it more than we want to, but I want to I want people to know that though too. You know, and I yeah, there's definitely a ment different mentality uh, connected with television. Yeah, there <laughs> is in the real world. It's the, not reality TV. It's uh, unreality TV, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and as we know, I mean, we know the reality of of studying this stuff and being a part of this community. It isn't conducive, really, to TV. Um, no. I've always thought that these, the, a lot of the TV shows, it's like trying to put a round thing through a square hole because the reality of it simply is just that, is that we know that it isn't, even even the people that do the actual investigation work, I mean, I've, we've talked to enough of them, and I've done enough to know myself, too, that, yeah, you want to see what we really do? Well, we go here and we set up a bunch of cameras. Then we go out and get coffee. <laughs> and we sit and talk for a while away from the environment and just let the tape run. And then we go back and study and stare 12 hours of film for however long, right? Uh, mm -hmm. That you can't put on TV. I get that, right? Right. So, yeah, right. It, it, it's, all, it's all a bit – it's very different, I think. Um, and, and that wouldn't work. And that's okay, though, because I, I just think that that's I, – when I read that, I thought that was great, that you guys do all this stuff for free, and I think that's really great. Ten, ten points to you guys for that. Thank you. And I have to say thank you for taking time to come talk to us. This really meant a lot. And it's been way too long. I'm sorry, Stephen. <laughs> well, let's not wait 13 years for the next We're one. not going to do that. You have my word on that. And I just okay. thank you guys for what you do. I really think it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And, again, thank you for taking some time to chat with us. Yeah, again and today. being genuine people. Yeah, and being like, really genuine you know, investigators. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful to see that. And thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, we just would like to help anybody out there that uh, needs our services, and they're free, of course. So, you know, they can reach us on our website, which is Memphis Ghost Investigations, that's plural, .com, or Memphis Spirit Rescue .com. And we also have a Facebook page, which is uh, Memphis Ghost Investigations and Spirit Rescue. And they can call us at 901-877-8406 if they're in this area. And you guys, it, you guys are multi-state too. Like you're willing to travel. Yeah, we travel within 150 mile radius okay. of Memphis, so that takes us into seven states. Wow. Uh, mostly, we cover West Tennessee, Eastern Arkansas, and Northern Mississippi. We have a investigation schedule in Jonesboro, Arkansas, this month. But uh, we also that circle also encloses areas in Missouri and Louisiana, Kentucky, and Alabama. So. And then we have referral partners that, uh, if it's beyond our service area, we'll refer them. Yeah. And a new yeah. thing that we're doing, uh, Jennifer's done this a couple times. I don't, I'm not sure if Kayla has or not, but we're capable of working remotely. So Jennifer's worked with a, um, a client out in Oklahoma and uh, was able to connect with Spirit Seer and do a clearing. And then um, she also worked with someone in East Tennessee. The last thing we do after we help all the spirits to release as we do a vibrational clearing of the entire space so that uh kind of sweeps it out in a sense 
and removes all stagnant heavy energies and people report to us that their house feels really light and peaceful afterwards so it's great we do that with the vibrational technique not by smudging okay sage. I think cool. everyone's going to need a house clearing after this COVID stuff's done. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yes. Ghostly oh. talk. <laughs>